Hello and welcome to the Fan Lebitard Show Finds Out. I'm Nasty Nate, and today we're going to find out more about this sound. Because what I'm trying to do is plant roots and water that, again, torturing the metaphors here, but like, yeah, watering the tree, allowing it to sprout and oxygenate the air and provide shade in this New York office that is full of and I assume this is uh, not appreciated either in Miami, full of other human beings. What up, you fan Levitardians, you Flebites? It's Nasty Nate here with another episode, and we're finding out about Pablo Torre finds out. We have Chris uh, Tuminello from the show here, a producer of Pablo Torre. Chris, thank you for joining us. Nasty Nate. The pleasure is all mine, my friend. That's right. I keep accidentally firing off the long one there. Thought that was going to be a short one. That's how we roll here. And let me tell you, since April, Chris, I have just... Pablo Torre has taken up a lot of my brain space of things that I've been thinking about. Announced in April or somewhere in that time frame, then a little bit of radio silence comes on the show, more radio silence and... Um, when when is Pablo's show coming out? Where, where is Pablo? What's happening with Pablo? And just craving more Pablo. He comes on in the summer. And then finally, we get some sneak peeks, some share and tells with Dan and Mina. And then just last week, the show launches. And I, I tweeted out, it's circling my number one spot for favorite podcast and i'm here to announce today folks there's no ifs ands or buts about it pablo torre finds out is currently my favorite podcast number let's one let's go let's go nate Love you guys you guys have released your every episode i'm just blown away by how good it is the share and tells the the deep dives on something um i'm going to say this is the best launch of a show Metal wow. Arc has had. I appreciate that, man. It means a lot. So first, I want to find out what you do for the show. So could you tell me a little bit, what? how did you get involved with the Pablo Torre Finds Out show? And yeah. what is it that you do? Okay, so I'll tell you a little bit about how I got involved. So I actually worked with Pablo at ESPN on ESPN Daily. So I was an audio producer on that show when Pablo took over for Mina Kimes. So Pablo and I had been working together for about two years uh, mm -hmm. on that show and developed a really good rapport. And um, he left for, for Metalark. I was also kind of just looking around to see, uh, you know, if something else made sense for me. Um, and, you know, I hit up uh, Metal Art, they were kind enough to to accept me on board. And from there, uh, it just became like talking to Pablo for three hours on the phone every night, going out to dinner with him, shutting down the restaurants, just thinking about what could this show be. Um, 
And so to answer your question about what I do, um, we have such a small team, man. Like I, I do a little bit of everything and, and everyone on our team, um, you know, is really versatile as well. So my main role is uh, I'm this, I'm a senior producer. I mostly focus mm-hmm. on the audio side of things. So the podcast product, um, but everything from generating ideas to prepping Pablo for questions and interviews, uh, cutting down episodes to uh, the length we need them. Uh, you know, arranging story and narrative when we're doing things like investigative pieces or deep dives. Um, And then, you know, from there, just trying to organize our team in a way where we feel like we're firing on all platforms. So like YouTube, podcasts, social, Um, you can see as part of the launch, we've been like really trying to stress that you can get this thing anywhere, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, however you intake something. What I love about this show you guys say it on on the show that it plays equally well on YouTube or a yeah. podcast. I think you can you can tell from my perspective if I have the time, I'm going to watch it as a as a show cuz I think that that's always like a better experience, but as, you know, a dad of two kids, other full-time job, most of the time I am consuming it as a podcast and yeah. I don't I don't feel for the most part that I'm missing too many things, but I do enjoy it more because there's so much work that I can see that's gone into the visuals that does make it, I think for me, like it is, it's, it's more enjoyable, obviously, if I can take the time, slow it down, watch it. I'm notoriously a fast listener, Chris. I actually usually, Uh, what are you like 1.5? No, uh, 2.5 is my slowest speed. Lord, sometimes, but Pablo Torre finds out I'm, I'm not going past two point. Might have to sometimes you might have to slow it down. down. Yeah, I mean, you can... look, you're talking to someone who loves audio, so uh, mm-hmm. it hurts a little bit to hear that. But <laughs> I will say this: um, I just want to give a shout out to our video team, man, Patrick Kim, Michael Antonucci, Nick Wazinski in our post group. Um, these guys are making the YouTube product look fucking amazing. Can I curse on this show? Yes, I'd go okay. for it. Cool. Um, they're working their asses off. And like, I, I essentially am responsible, responsible for creating the bed of the show. Like what is going to be the content? You know, what is the show's flow going to be like? We, then we lock in the audio and our video team goes to town and they're so incredibly creative. Um, if people do have time to, uh, watch the YouTube version of our, of our episodes, it's, it's really, really enjoyable and takes like, there are jokes that are made visually, um that you won't get uh from the podcast so even if you listen to the podcast and enjoyed it watch it again on youtube and you'll you'll get a different experience i actually sometimes do both again depending on the day i will i have especially last week um i listened to it as a podcast and then there were certain parts that i would just go back and watch because your first week of shows uh was tremendous that Thank you, it's man. it's all it's just re-listenable too because it's really interesting yeah. the things you guys are talking about and you know I listen fast but I still love today's episode about Elon um you know Elon and his MMA fighting you know so I I totally comprehend everything that I listen to at fast speeds um you mentioned some of the people that you work with what are the various branches of the Pablo Torre finds out tree and and who's on them? Who makes up those branches that you guys are building out? Yeah, we only have a team of about 
six or seven people and and it's um you know myself and rachel miller howard who is another audio producer uh patrick kim and michael antonucci uh on the video team uh we have ethan schreier who's an ap for us uh, uh matt sullivan who's an editorial advisor and then we just have kind of like the post group uh who help make the show look and sound uh pretty at the end of the day we also have sam daywig who's doing our social media for us so mm-hmm. um you know it sounds like a lot of people um but with you know we, we're really aiming for quality not quantity with with the show as sort of like um you know dan dan's team they just pump out content mostly live yeah. um they're incredible at what we what they do so we're not trying to replicate that we're really trying to offer something that's supplemental to that or um an alternative to that so um you know, we'd like to think that uh, we're focusing on production value, quality, storytelling, things like that. And, you know, while not losing the flavor of what makes Metal Arc awesome, which is like um, smart and funny, like weird, mm-hmm. quirky, but like hilarious, um, a lot more casual than what we were doing at ESPN. Um, but still, you know, you're going to walk away being like, I was entertained and I learned something that's the goal for, for pretty much everything we're doing. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm exhausted because launch has been just like <laughs> full steam ahead, but I'm like, I'm living yeah. on the adrenaline of like, I'm really pumped with the content we're putting out and I just hope we can, you know, keep it up. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited for what you guys have coming next. I think what I'm, one of the things I'm most curious about is what it took to get to this place. There was those mm. long couple months where, you know, it was zero dark 30 for team Pablo finds out. And I'm curious, like, what did that look like? What did you guys have to do in New York? Like on the mm. nothing personal sit down with David Sampson, like it sounds like you guys built a studio from the ground up. So you're hired by metal arc. You join the team. What did you guys have? in new york a couple months ago and what did it take to get to the point where now you're cranking out this content yeah i think you know for us on the back end of things like not forward facing our launch we were always thinking about launching around football because Mm -hmm. Pablo likes to say like that's the beginning of the sports school year like (laughs) if you launch in the summer um there's some stuff going on but really like when nfl starts that's really when storylines start cooking up people are really like interacting with sports and sports content a lot more. So it was always our plan to, to use the fall um, as a launching point. And, you know, Pablo got a lot of shit for, <laughs> for kind of, for not doing anything for metal arc for a little bit, but behind the scenes, you know, we were working really hard to figure out just like, what do we want this to look like? What mm-hmm. do we want it to sound like? How is it going to differentiate from other shows? What can we use as influences? How can we make it better than the things that we're influenced by. Um, you know, how can we get Dan involved? I mean, um, I'll tell you a quick story. Like we didn't know to what level Dan was going to be involved mm-hmm. in the show. It was kind of always thought like Dan would have a show. Pablo would have a show. We went down and we shot the Trump tapes episode, which ended up being our, um, our premiere episode. Uh-huh. And Dan didn't really know like what was going to happen. We told him we're doing something about Trump and we want you to sit down with us. So he had, no idea what was happening going into it and we did it we embarrassed the hell out of him for like you know an hour he 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 took the hits pretty well um 
after that, Pablo and him go out to dinner and they were just so pumped about the idea of them sitting in the same room, talking to each other consistently. And they were mm-hmm. like, if we're going to be at this company together, like, why are we going to be, have our own shows and not, you know, interact more. And so now Dan's going to do a weekly spot on our show. Uh, he's wow. gonna, we're going to do share and tells weekly with Dan. So like, that's just an example of how like throughout this process mm-hmm. it's, it's been evolving and evolving like early on we were like you know we don't know what we want it to be exactly we know we want to tell stories we know we want to, we want to have hangs but um you know that was a late addition um as of like august um and then in terms of just the infrastructure like metal arc has beautiful offices in uh new york but they didn't have a studio um so yeah they built a studio from scratch man wow. like we were Pablo, myself, and Patrick were all involved in helping out with the design. Uh, shout out to Alex Tyner, who uh, led the studio build out. And mm-hmm. um, you've seen Pablo's set. I mean, we're really, really happy with it. It's like super yeah. weird looking, unique. Patrick designed a lot of the, the art in there. Um, it, it looks um, great. Like, I love the artistic design of uh, the the red and the blue. It when Pablo's there, even it feels like Pablo's intentional about like the clothes that he's wearing. It gives the vibe of like, you're about to go on this trip. Um, so that's exactly what we wanted, man. It's, it's awesome. Like when I, even just seeing a promo like that gets me super excited, but that's, I mean, that's wild what you shared about Dan. Um, so you're saying the Trump episode was so good and they were so excited about it. That birthed the show and tell format of the show yeah so we know we wanted we knew we wanted to have some sort of like we're calling it share and tell um Mm -hmm. format we didn't know you know we thought maybe dan would do it occasionally dan's you know super busy all the time but yeah but yeah like that was just like super rewarding for us as producers to like go down there i was meeting dan for the first time and he was he was so impressed with what we did with the trump episode that he was like i want to be a part of this more i think it like mm-hmm. it uses a different part of his brain than it, than he has to use on his show and so that excites him um and so yeah it's it's been awesome man and so uh we got a taping this week uh that will uh our friday episode will be with dan mm-hmm. uh and with katie nolan actually so uh super exciting and and yeah and obviously getting the blessing from him is awesome uh, yeah the dude is a dude is a legend and and is the reason why we all have jobs here so you guys get this studio in new york and it's like a reverse giving tree it's a stump and you got to build it up into the branches and grow it out to what the show has become now like yeah. what did that look like i don't know what's what what's one day look like from that are you picking is someone picking up a hammer did pablo actually put on a hard hat and check some wires like give me give me what a typical day would look like in that process of building the studio so uh big big shout out to our um our tech team at metal arc who they were responsible for all the the engineering um and the whole studio build out you know we were communicating to them like this is what we're trying to accomplish on the production side you know pablo and i and patrick were like what what do we need? Like, what kind of audio do we need? Do we want our audio to be mixed down? No, we actually want it to be separated because it allows us to edit 
you know, a little bit more fluidly. Um, you can et make more edit points rather than if the, the audio is mixed down. Uh, I don't want to get too inside baseball here, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like just giving the specifications for like, this is going to allow us to make the show that we want to make. And so mm -hmm. there's been really, really good communication between us and the engineering team. Um, you know, in terms of what me, Pablo and Patrick were doing in, at the start, it was really, really basic stuff. Like, what are we most interested in? Um, and Pablo has, I'm sure he's referenced it on the show, I think a couple of times. He's had this Excel spreadsheet of just like, basically <laughs> Pablo would go home and get stoned and be like, uh, why does everyone in the NBA have Joker tattoos? And like, so in a month, we're going to do an episode <laughs> where we investigate. We're trying to investigate like why a lot of NBA players or just athletes in general mm. um, are obsessed with the Joker. Um, mm. And so it's just like, you know, one small, the cool thing about, the show and this opportunity is like one small, hilarious, stupid idea. What happens with that, that idea when you put a ton of thought and resources and thinking about like what angle you want to come at it from? Like, yeah. should we go talk to a tattoo artist? Should we go talk to a player who has a, a Joker tattoo? Um, you know, so it's, it's awesome to kind of like take these seeds of a thought and then like be able to go out there and, and mm -hmm. hopefully make it blossom when, it, when by the time it hits air. Yeah, I mean, I think you really see that in uh, the Washington Redskins episode about uh, yeah. Brian Davis. Like that one was such a fascinating episode. Like I, I hear 100% of what you're saying of just the angles that you guys can take on it. And that's exactly why, you know, I'm announcing full stop. Pablo Torre finds out is again, Nasty Nate's favorite show. Number one with a short fart. That's right. Let's go. That, that and, part was actually me. <laughs> it's not even close, folks. So <laughs> one of the things that I love that you guys did was your reveal of the Pablo Torre finds out name. I mm -hmm. Everybody, I think, was anticipating here's the thing was the name. Yeah. And I, I discovered who you were from Instagram, the post-it notes that you guys did here's the thing, like on every single thing, I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, like this video cannot get here soon enough. Follow all the people in this, put it in my little file of future, you know, Metal Arc universe people to talk to. Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit about what that process was like for naming the show. What were some names that didn't make it? Are there, you know, just, i Tell me more about how this came out because it's a perfect name that you guys came up with. Well, it's funny, like what you saw in our trailer, which is essentially the process of like Pablo being like, uh, here's the thing would be the perfect name for my podcast. And that it it happened organically. Like we were on the phone talking about like what what could we possibly name the show? And both of us were like, ah, here's the thing, makes so much sense. You know, are there any other shows that have that title? And we just Googled it real quick and we were like, motherfucker. <laughs> Alec Baldwin's podcast is called Here's oh, the Thing. Man. And it, it was like in the height of Alec going, going through what he went through with the, the movie mm -hmm. set thing. And um we were just like, this is not ideal. Like if we were to name your show, here's the thing, people are gonna type it into Spotify or podcast or uh, Apple Podcast. It might not be the first thing that comes up. Like we gotta come up with a unique name. 
Um, but then we, Pablo remembered that the Baldwins had been on the Levitard show like years ago, uh, I guess when they were on ESPN radio. And we were like, what if we kind of lean into this idea that, you know, we want to name it. Here's the thing. Maybe we try to track the Baldwins down and see if they'll let us have it. Um, <laughs> we were serious. We were seriously considering like being like, mm-hmm. you know, not for Alec to change the name, but just for him to like be cool with it. Um, but yeah, for the trailer, we just tried to buy into that idea of like, it'd be funny if we hit the Baldwins up. And then Daniel was cool enough to like record a cameo for us being like, Pablo, <laughs> fuck off. You're not getting our name. But yeah, yeah pretty quickly because of that, um, you know, we, we were going to the well for other names. You know, honestly, we were, we overthought it like a ton. Um, we we probably could have just called it the Pablo Torre show. Um, mm-hmm. What I think is really cool about what we landed on is just that it opens it opened the door to give the show a little bit more of an identity as opposed to just naming it after Pablo. Like um, it, 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 we've, we've kind of built the show around this idea of like, what is Pablo, what are Pablo's curiosities? You know, that is like the essence of what our show is. What are Pablo's weird ass curiosities and how can we explore them to the fullest, to the nth degree? Um, and so, and then on top of that, now at the end of every show, if you've been listening, we put this little capper on of, of what Pablo finds out uh, at the end of every episode. And if you've seen Doogie Hauser before, it's a total mm-hmm. uh, homage to that, uh, the ending of those, those uh, shows. But, but yeah, I think, you know, there are some, I can't remember specific like failed names, um, <laughs> but there were definitely a lot where we were like way overthinking it. And mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the Pablo Torre show or Pablo Torre finds out we're the, we're the final two. And I'm glad, I'm glad with where we landed. Cause I feel like we fully bought into that, that thought, that idea. And it's, it's become like a major, major identity point for the show. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I, I can hear a little bit of my wife actually in your answer who <laughs> keeps telling me, the Van Levitard show is a terrible name. Everybody who searches it isn't going to find it. They're just going to get the Dan Levitard show. You need to do something about your SEO. That Change is the name of the hilarious, show. dude. I love the name, but listen, she's not wrong about the SEO. Oh, she's 100% right. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> and when it comes to marketing, that's that's her J-O-B. There you I, go. I, I just teach elementary students, you know, the basics. Um, but... <laughs> We we have fun it's, here. It's know? good that Nasty Nate is teaching the youth of America. I feel like that's a good yeah. thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, we we learn so much every day. Uh, and you know, the name again, what you said, the identity that it gives the show, it yeah. it one hundred percent comes through. Because again, just to go back to the the Redskins episode, like you're gonna find out a bunch of stuff. It's gonna be a really well researched show but you're also going to mess around and the whole buildup is to get to a D's nuts joke at the end. <laughs> like in, in terms of, you know, a Dan Levitard show fan, it's, it's everything that if you're a fan of the show that you could want, it's interesting. It's giving you these deep dives, but it's also going to have humor within it and it's going to mess around yeah. and be fun. And you guys, you guys consistently, have delivered on that every episode so i mean i think having the pablo torre finds out was 
100% uh, the right choice. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like now when we look back at it, we're like, of course, this makes total sense. But it's all about just like going all in on an idea. Like once we settled mm-hmm. on the name, we're like, okay, how do we go all in on this now? And uh, thankfully it came in like a really organic way. I mean, I got to give just a huge shout out to Dan's show. Like this this show is born out of that show. You know, like mm-hmm. the what we're trying to do, like they do incredibly smart things over there incredibly funny things over there like we're trying to cater to their audience um you know we want to cater to a general audience too but like the levitar fans are unbelievable uh incredibly loyal they know like good content like the uh reception our shows received so far we're like so grateful for it's just so rewarding to like see some of the positive feedback and stuff and even the negative feedback is good too we know we know what we're fucking up um (laughs) So yeah, I mean, it's been it's been an awesome start, and now it's just about like continuing to deliver on that promise of like keeping that good con- content coming. So you worked with Pablo on ESPN Daily, which I imagine is quite the lift putting out a daily podcast um, like that. So I'm I'm interested in kind of like how does how does that compare? working on a daily podcast to now something that that is a couple times a week um is it more work more do you feel like you have more freedom um yeah what talk to me about what does it look like to create an episode of Pablo Torre finds out it's funny because like we were thinking we had we had lots of conversations early on about whether we wanted Pablo's show to be daily Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, ultimately it was like, okay, if we're trying to cater to the Levitard audience, they're already listening to Dan's show daily. Like Pablo likes to use his Harvard phrase, attention economy. Like there's Mm -hmm. only so much attention to go around. Like people are distracted by things. Like we're asking people a lot to like fucking listen to Dan's show, listen to Pablo every day. And look, dance fans are are loyal and maybe they would do it, but we were just like, I don't think that's our, our lane, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's yeah, also and part, of, part of me that was like, they always a grind. <laughs> and, and some fans I hear are so crazy that they listen to so much of the Levitard show that they end up listening to things at speeds of three times the speed just I, to get it all in. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard too. But I don't think anyone on this particular interview does that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who listens to things that fast, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, so listen, you've got the attention economy thing down. It sounds like if you're listening at at three times, so maybe you're not exactly who I was talking about, but yeah, I think that ultimately led us to be like, all right, can we do something that's two or three times a week? Can we do some, but like maybe up the production value. I think the, the hope was that we wouldn't be grinding as hard as we were on a daily podcast. Cause that was a lot of work. Um, I hate to be the, the person to, to break the news here, but we're working our asses off. Maybe, <laughs> maybe even more than we were on the daily show. Cause we're just, we're trying to set the bar higher. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're like, okay, okay. So we're down to three episodes a week, but can we just make them all fucking killer? I mean, if you know the some 41 record, right. Uh, I think it's all killer, no filler. Mm-hmm. that's the that's the mantra man on ESPN daily we had a little bit of filler because you're just you're filling five days a week man and not everyone's going to be a home run but 
we're trying our best to to you know just make every single episode something that people have to listen to you know um or like at the very least impact people in a way where they're like yo i just listened to this episode and tell their friends about it you got to check this out that's that's like the best compliment you can give our show is like oh i've been telling people that they have to listen to this specific episode yeah so i have my own list of things that i would like the pablo torre show to find out and my goal is can i just get one of them somehow can it sneak into pablo's excel file right um i don't know i can can hack into it for you just one of these. So maybe like you could give me a rating of like, what's the possibility that it, it gets in or just pick, pick which one you think at the end is we'll go pick which one at the end is the best. It has the best chance of sneaking into that Excel doc. Let's go so, hit, me, hit me with them. I have a, here's my OLI. Of course, every top five needs an OLI. Um, does kissing babies make you a less effective quarterback in the spread offense? You know, is there a correlation there? So when you say kiss, when you say kissing babies, is it like Tom Brady kissing his son on the lips, or is there other? Th- specific- well, okay, see, there that's a good tie-in. I was thinking Russell Wilson and Sean Payton's comments of like, "You're not a politician. Right. Stop kissing babies." Yes. So, like, yes. but again, Tom Brady, all-time great. There is mouth mouth kisses with this. Now son. I mean, that, not a baby though. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. a toddler. But maybe um, now we're getting more angles for kissing quarterbacks and kissing. Does it affect their play? Listen, I can't spoil too much, but um, we got something Russell Wilson cooking. So you'll uh, no pun intended, but uh, you'll be happy in a couple of weeks. We got something going on. Excellent. Very excited for that. Okay. Now, number five on my list here. So that was that was a little, little little softball here. Number five, are the New York Jets actually cursed or did the NFL jinx Rodgers with their new NFL is scripted campaign? Can the Pablo Torre show find that out? Cursed or did the NFL jinx them? You do this ad campaign saying the NFL scripted and sure enough, the first week, what happens? Something that you couldn't script even funnier in a comedy Aaron Rodgers lasts all of like 50 seconds for the Jets doesn't even complete a pass or zero as a yards. Jets fan as a Jets fan nasty Nate uh not a comedy complete mm. fucking tragedy is what it is <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah I mean listen first of all if, if we're being honest here the NFL totally stole that bit from Barstool Sports and the guys from part of my take who um, deserve props for coming up with the NFL scripted joke, um, even though they're our competitor. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, I mean that some fucking script for that game last night. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm sad you even brought this up because I was sad all day <laughs> thinking about Rodgers, and then I was happy to be talking to you, and now I'm fucking sad again. Mm-hmm. So next, yeah, one. I ac- I actually have a brief summary of Aaron Rodgers' performance as a Jet. there it is okay here's my number four hit me with it is josh allen's new haircut affecting his accuracy this one this one this one has a lot of potential 
I'm just saying, I don't know what your next few are, but I feel like I can sneak this one in. I don't know like if I can get a full 50 minute treatment, but in terms of just it being a topic of discussion, um, that is a horrible haircut. What is it the is. man doing? And we're going to have to see those ads all season long. They're, the hair is ter- it's too long. And I that's me. I think Josh Allen's haircut is making him a worse quarterback. And if he doesn't get it cut, he will set a record for most turnovers in a single season. I don't disagree with anything you just said. Okay, so that that was my number three. Okay. Number two, this one I think would do some serious numbers among the Levitard Show community. Can Pablo Torre find out who took the fine bucket money? Yeah, we could definitely find that out. See, I think that could be. Do you have theories? So, I mean, I've actually committed myself to from across the country trying to solve it. Uh, I didn't grill you because you were not there the day it disappeared. So every guest I have that I, I interview them intensely to find out. I know there's a video. I know Lewis has seen this video. I've had a little back and forth exchange with Lewis about said video. I know everyone suspects someone behind the scenes. Um, is it maybe Mike Jones who Mike Ryan name dropped? From everything I've gathered right now, some of the last people to be seen in the possession of the fine bucketer, last people to be seen around it were one Matthew Kugler, who has yet to come on this show. Coogs. Um what are we gonna do on. to get Kugler on the show? Do you I need know. me to bully him? Yeah, you should. Cause right now you can he's a prime suspect in the fine bucket because it was him and Chris Cody who were some of the last people to leave that day because they filmed Chris Cody's reaction to Greg Cody's South Beach sessions. So they're kind of they're they're up there. Kugler is I will say this. Chris Cody is salt of the earth, good dude. I can't see him being involved. But Kugler, who's to say? What do we even know about him? All right. This guy won't really come on air. You know, what do we know about Kugler? Can we trust him? He goes by Hollywood. Is it because he's flashy? Does he have a little extra flash? Because he took a little extra cash? I don't know. Just saying. Kugler, clear your name. I think he needs to come on the show. Also, I I met Kugler for all of like a couple days, and he's good people. So, I mean, I don't know him well enough to know. But I don't know that yet, though. I don't know well enough to know like that he he wouldn't take the the money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I think if we do investigate it, uh, maybe we can interview you if you've already done some research, you know, like, do you mm-hmm. have a wall full of. Rip- it's <laughs> red, it's all up threads. here. I haven't I haven't put it down yet. Like the as, Charlie Day wall as threads. Yeah, I don't have uh, <laughs> my full thing. Personally, if I if I were to have a name, it'd be Mike Jones, who dropped. I did. I spent a, a couple a good hour researching just variations like Mike Jones, audio, Mike Jones, producer, Miami. And I did find one Mike Jones on that. I'm like, is that the Mike Jones that Mike Ryan talked about? I don't know, but that's something the show could find out. My number two thing that the show could find out, which I think would also do great among the Levitard show community. It would. 
Is the Lebetard show okay? Was the Izzy and a mean fight for real? What's happening with Dan and Billy? What's up with all the beefs? Can Pablo Torre find out? I think that, uh, you know, what's so funny about that is we're fans of the show too, in the sense that <laughs> like the Amin and Izzy thing happened and we were like, what the fuck is going on? Like mm-hmm. we are not in on it, man, uh, being in New York. So um, <laughs> I have found out since then, um, you know, a couple of things um, that I can't share with you, unfortunately. Wow. But, uh, you know, I think it's kind of what makes the show great. Is it not like you don't know yes. if it's real? You don't know if it's fake. It's maybe a little bit of both. Um, but I will say this. It, people can read pretty easily when things don't feel authentic. And mm. that show is authentic as hell. And so I'll leave it at that. Okay. A little, a little intrigue added to it. Well, well done, sir. I think you have, uh, I think you may have a career in this uh, business here. Number one. Here we go. Are the Raiders for real? I mean, Derek, Derek Carr is gone. They bring in Garoppolo. They win week one. Can Pablo Torre find out officially once and for all, are the Raiders for real? I'm, I'm buying Raiders stock. Mm-hmm. I'm totally buying Raiders stock. Um, I mean, they got to go across the country and take on the Bills in Buffalo this week. And Buffalo is obviously going to be wanting to avenge that horrible loss. Um, yeah. But, dude, like, don't sleep on a healthy Jimmy G. Key, mm-hmm. Keyword there is obviously healthy. Um, listen, I will say this. I hope the Raiders play well enough where, like, we're forced to talk about them. In a, in, yeah. in a couple of months, if we if we have a streaking Raiders team, especially in an AFC where it seems like no team is really looking that great at the moment, um, be happy to find that out, man. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert: I don't think they're for real, <laughs> but in Damn the it. sense that, in the sense, but in this sense, not. I don't think they're real because can anything be considered real that's so transitory? changing from one season to the next what is real this is about to get really existential isn't it yeah that that's where that's where i would take it i would conclude the raiders aren't for real but neither is any other team in the nfl i think that uh, it's like the raiders aren't for real but nothing is for real because we're living in a simulation there you go so so which which one of those do you think has the best chance of sneaking into Pablo Torre finds out we're we're going to get we're going to get Josh Allen's hair in the show because especially if he were to like lose to the Raiders or just continually throw like three or four interceptions a game um look i think he, he'll probably we got to do this episode soon cuz he's if he continues yeah. to suck he's going to cut it cuz he's not going to mm-hmm. have a choice he's going to be like i got to fucking do something it's not working Um, but that was the one thing that was probably most humiliating for him last night was, um, he, not only did he play really poorly, but when he took his helmet off, he just looked like an idiot. 
<laughs> yeah. Every time he took off his helmet, he's just got this sweaty, bloppy mess all over the place. It looks like it's like, like a middle school haircut. You know, it doesn't help him. We already know what Billy Gill says, stupid face. And now a stupid haircut. The sharks out there are definitely checking to see if Josh, ha- if Josh Allen doesn't cut his hair by like Friday, like I'm putting money down on the Raiders. Let's go. I saw that they're getting 10 points. Actually, I don't, I didn't look after the checking, but they were getting 10 points at some point. I was like, that is a lot of points. Hmm. I mean, you heard it here first. All right. And plus that's an end of season haircut at the start of the season. <laughs> what are we thinking here? That's an end of season haircut. And he's starting the season off with it. You, you build to that because you're like, Oh, sorry about my hair. I don't have time to get it yeah. cut because I'm spending so much time. The show quarterback taught us it's like a final exam every single week, you know, but this bro is showing up. Yeah. Exactly. This, this bro is showing up with his end of season hair at the start of season acting like he's already made it. That's, that's, that's the problem. That's yeah. the problem. It's also just like, um, in Dumb and Dumber, I think they say like pumpkin pie haircutted freak. I think that's a quote. That's what I would call that. It's a pumpkin pie haircut. <laughs> that's what it looks like. It is. Well, Chris, I want to thank you for uh, joining us. I've This has been fascinating for me, the little snippets uh, that I've learned. I think you've also done a great job of my last question was, is there anything that you want to tease coming up? So you can add something if there's something you you want to, but you've also you if you guys have been listening, there's been little nuggets of upcoming shows. Yeah, I hope I don't get in trouble, up, actually. So. Papa's gonna be like, Why are you giving all the fucking <laughs> secrets away? Um, no, I'd love to promote some stuff. Um if you're a Star Wars fan, um we got something dropping uh thursday that will break some star wars news which is not something we were expecting to do uh going into the interview (laughs) but just so uh turned out that way um we're getting katie nolan back on the show at the end of the week we're really pumped about that um gonna get dominique foxworth involved a little bit more in the show uh there's some you know mike sure down the line gonna get involved i hinted at some russell wilson stuff um joker tattoos there's just and then just beyond that there's just some really weird stuff in the works that i think (laughs) it's gonna like it's not fully realized yet but has a ton of potential and so i'm thinking like deep into the fall into november stuff like that i think we're gonna have a lot a lot of good content for you guys awesome i'm looking forward to it i with everything you listed I do not foresee Pablo Torre finding out, surrendering Nasty Nate's number one spot. You're setting the, setting the bar high, man. Uh, we're going to do our best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Nate. So as I look back on what I learned about this growing tree that is Pablo Torre finds out, I think I see that it's a group of people who aren't overthinking it, but are thinking differently. And one really curious dude who likes to get high and type in an Excel doc.